What's up, everybody? We are back. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Lucky Titan podcast. I am so stoked to have you here. Guys, you probably heard this in the intro already, but we have Dana Derricks here. I'm super stoked about his conversation. He was super nice to me because I had to reschedule like twice on him. Um, it has nothing to do with how cool you are, just so you know, Dana. It's, it's very helpful for me to, uh, to have flexibility in my life. <laughs> so, but we're excited to have you here, man. I'm very, very excited to deep dive into this new venture you're moving into. It's always fun for me to get people who've already done something really cool. And then right afterwards, they're like watching this new thing. And that's, that's when I love to meet you guys. So it's an honor to have you here, man. First off, say what's up to everybody. We'll hop in. What's going on, everybody? Appreciate you uh, having me and, and uh, getting to um, come in and share some stuff with you and hang out. You bet, man. Super awesome. They will, they will enjoy it. So guys, just as always, make sure you're not driving when you're listening to this. Put out a, a pen and paper and make sure that you guys take some notes here. This is going to be a really, really cool episode. So, Dana, I want to ask you this because you shared this with me before the interview, and I thought it was so interesting because you've already had one really, really successful company. Multiple, two comma club winner. Everybody knows your name. Written a really amazing book. And then you said, okay, now I'm going to go into real estate. <laughs> and most people will be like, isn't it usually the other way around? <laughs> so I, I want to know, like, what was that point in your journey where you're like, oh, man, I need to get it. I need to get behind this real estate. Oh boy. Well, that's a great question. I actually, so if anybody's like out there, uh, that either owns real estate or has thought about it, but doesn't self identify as like a real estate person, that's <laughs> me too. Okay. I own a lot of like, I own a lot of real estate and I d still don't identify as a real estate guy. So yeah. I don't know why it's just, they just seem so different than me. Like that's not me. Right. Like, yeah. so that's all good. I think for me, the sort of aha moment came. So th the thing is, is we can make a lot of money and, and there's a lot of people that make a lot of money and get these awards, but there's very few that keep the money and make that money do more, uh, than just, you know, buy stuff. So, um, big moment for me was reading this book right here, Robert Kiyosaki's rich dad, poor dad. And specifically okay. just the, the cash flow quadrants. So uh, if you haven't read this, you, I mean, geez, you have to read that. It's like and that of, of business. <laughs> literally. Like that should be the book that everybody in college has to read or everybody in high school yeah. has to read to even get through. But um, yeah, so that made me realize, oh, there's more to this than just making money. <laughs> there's something called putting money into something else and letting that grow. <laughs> And then I realized um, I actually kind of mistakenly got into real estate back in college. I was sick of paying rent um, on a place that just sucked and a landlord that sucked. And so um, luckily for me, it was like 2011, uh, 10, 11, and uh, there were some good deals. So I entered the market in a very good time, unbeknownst to me. And I bought a first house was a um, foreclosure that um, I got a great deal on and I bought it for like $105,000 in the town I lived in, had a bunch of buddies that preferred to live with me than, you know, random place. Yeah. Um, random so, room. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. So instantly I started um, back when I was like 21 years old, I started getting uh, paid to live and I was like, Oh, this is sweet. So I was accidentally a real estate investor, I guess, back then. Um, <laughs> And then all these years later, you know, I kind of think back to that and I was like, geez, geez I should have done more of that along the way because it yeah. didn't take me much. It was no different than just living and existing. And um, I was 
accumulating wealth. So I get into that more, but that was kind of the big, big, big uh, aha moment for me. See, and that's, it's cool because like, I, I know I kind of teased at the beginning of like, oh, people usually start in real estate and then leave it. And it's, it's because a lot of people go into like selling real estate versus what you're doing is, is true wealth building. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because, you know, when, when you first approached me about coming and talking about this topic on the show, I was like, that's interesting because I know you from the copywriting space, right? And, and your time at the Dream 100 and going, okay, that's, that's how I know you. But you started talking about wealth building and, and it cued into me. And most of you know this, if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know, we've had 2000 entrepreneurs on over the last, what, eight years, 10 years. And all of these people, every single one of them will tell you, I have a business so that I can fund my real estate ventures. And I just remember literally two years ago, I was like, I've made quite a bit of money. And we've done a lot of different things and made some money, but I'm like, I really suck at keeping money. And it's not even because I'm a big spender. It's because I'd roll it back into the business instead of rolling it into something that was valuable. And so Dana, what you're doing with this cabin concept is you're basically taking and turning these cabins into cash flowing properties, but you're not doing it in like a, what did you call it? The arbitrage way, like the douchey arbitrage. way? <laughs> arbitrage, that's what it is. <laughs> You've been working on that one, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Might be, yeah. <laughs> Got me. Um, yeah, so uh, here's the reality. I say that lovingly, but the reality is this. If you guys have ever heard of like Airbnb arbitrage or, or whatever, you know, <laughs> there's a reason that the landlord isn't, putting up their property on Airbnb or VRBO because, and I bet Josh um, could maybe attest to, to giving a trial of this. I don't know if I'm going to put you out there like that, but okay. um, it was, a, what was your experience trying that? Well, I mean, the big problem that we had was that uh, according to all air DNA and our coaches, whatever he's telling us was going to work with an arbitrage deal. It just, that area just wasn't renting. Um, and I have, I still have no idea why we, we made some good money with it. But then it was like this constant battle with the landlord because they saw how many people we had coming into it. And they're like, well, that's not really what I was thinking. You know, what happened? I was thinking you'd have a few nights full. And it just became this whole like argument between us and the landlord versus us like both getting a big win out of the deal, you know? Absolutely. And if it was something that the landlord could have done, you know, they would have done it, right? right. So it's not because they're too too dumb to do it it's because they realize that oh this isn't viable for me and so that's like no offense to anybody and i there's probably anomalies but that's kind of like the bottom tier opportunity because you're missing out there's there's like i don't know if i to to get too into it already but there's basically there's three ways that you should win on your real estate investing and when i think real estate investing i'm talking about short short term rentals so strs and if you're not familiar, and uh, those are the way I do it um, is my real estate is the number one highest uh, ROI producing real estate in the world. So it's better than any commercial, any big wow. multi units, everything. It's the highest ROI producing. All right. So that's what I'm in right now. And there's three ways that you win on it. Okay. So. Way number one is you get cash flow, you get paid every single week by the guests that stay there. So we've got a variety of guests. The way that we do it depends on where you are, that kind of thing. But um, our bread and butter, we have couples that like to get away for the weekend. We have 
small families that like to go and spend a birthday. We have couples that spend their anniversaries, um, birthdays, et cetera. We have folks that are traveling for work. Those are our MO and they are high spenders. They're yeah. perfect and they're very respectful. They're not partiers, right? So that's way number one. We get paid every single week um, by every guest that stays. Yeah. Number two. So that's, that's all that arbitrage could do for you. Way right. number two though, and we're missing the whole point if we're going to do arbitrage, is you're accumulating wealth through owning the real estate asset. So here's what's really cool. Think about this, guys. Would McDonald's, go go look it up. How much real estate does McDonald's own? It's like one of the top real estate holding companies in the world. It's crazy. It's yeah. massive, right? They wouldn't be worth hardly anything if they were just a restaurant, right? Just like your real estate portfolio, if you're arbitraging, is worth nothing. Because you're just running a, a, a little bit of a business with a little profit for a lot of work, which the you are making the landlord wealthy <laughs> in, yeah. by doing so. So if I you mean, own the asset right? versus McDonald's, right? Look at look yes. at Taco Bell versus McDonald's. Right? There's a reason why McDonald's is huge. People are like, oh, it's because there's more McDonald's. There's more Subways per capita than there Way are. Way more. That, than there are McDonald's, but they're worth like, what is it, 25 or 50 times more than Subways. Great. Anyways. Yep. Sorry to interrupt I mean, your flow. No, great freaking great point so and they couldn't give taco bell away like the it, oh, yeah. they're, they're the companies i know you guys think that the the argument i get back which is not it it's not right is well i need to make a bunch of money like i need the cash yes you do but you're not building something that's worth anything even yeah. if you sell it i mean good luck good luck selling your company and getting a nice price and not having a nightmare out of that Okay. Yeah. So if you talk to someone that's like really attest to this, it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not selling the company. <laughs> we were just we may have been uh, trauma bonding off air about that, um, but uh, yeah. So that's that's the big piece. That's like McDonald's runs. Imagine McDonald's operating without the real estate. Like it's not McDonald's. So right. that's the second piece. And then for the you know the wives out there or the um, the people that are more. Uh, less monetarily driven and wealth driven and stuff. Um, the third way that you win in this is you get to enjoy that asset, enjoy the cabin, enjoy the vacation home, et cetera. So we have one of ours is on a lake. Uh, never imagine I would own a cabin on a lake, by the way. One of <laughs> our cabins is on a lake and we can literally go walk down the, the backyard and jump off the dock and swim, uh, fish off the dock, like all these cool things. So when guests aren't staying there, or if we want to block them off for a holiday or birthday, or whatever, we get to stay there and enjoy it. So it's like my wife's dream come true. Uh, right. She lets me do all this crazy stuff. And then it's like, well, as long as we can stay there for 4th of July. All right. The opportunity cost of that kind of sucks, but it's worth yeah, exactly. it. Um, yeah. If I have well, to give that. The same thing. You're like, you gotta <laughs> picking the most like busy weeks. That's the week it's going to fill up. We'll go like, on July 25th or something when nobody's up there. <laughs> oh, Christmas in March sounds good. Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how we do it. Um, that's but the, that's the trifecta. That yeah. right there is smart in investing in real estate and you, everybody in your family wins that way. It's, it's genuinely a lifestyle investment. You know, I, I mean, I look at, you know, you and I are both in this space, so we get it. Like people love the digital space because they think it's this crazy lifestyle opportunity. And then you get into it and you're like, it's a busy space. I mean, you're traveling constantly, but it's not for fun because you're out on stages, you're talking to people, you're doing sales calls and all these other things. It's a busy life. Like if you genuinely want a lifestyle business, I, this is, I could think of no better, no better way. 
So I, I do want 100%. to understand Dana, because my curiosity with it is what is the, what's the strategy, right? Because with people who are looking at this, they're going, okay, that's fantastic. I can't put 20% down on a cabin right now. So walk us through that. Like, like how would you recommend people get into this as a, as a venture first off? Yeah. So it totally depends on your specific financial situation and your goals. But um, we go over, I don't have time to do it right now, but it, I go over, there's five ways to acquire, uh, to fund a deal. Um, two of the five don't involve a bank at all. So we're getting creative, right? And it's it's awesome. It's not like this, this it's not this fallacy that like you would have to be born into a like rich family and all this. Like it's not nothing like that. But there's two, two of the five ways you don't need a bank. Another two of the five, you don't need um, any money out of pocket. So my first cabin that I bought, um, and of course, interest rates are different now and, and that's ever changing. But for the most part, um, you know, e even still, guys, if you can know something about real estate, getting 17 to 20 percent returns on an SDR right now, it's better than 7% interest. So, yeah. I mean, you can sit on the sidelines and let everybody else scoop them up or you can get on, you know, get in the game. But my first, for example, my first cabin we bought, I knew nothing about Airbnb. Um, and other than staying at one, like we partied at one once with buddies and they like wrecked it. And I was like, oh, that's not good. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, that was in Boise actually for a, um, a work trip over to, uh, yeah, but, um, the headquarters, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we didn't trash it. Don't worry. But, yeah. um, I wasn't allowed back at it. I'll just put that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I didn't know anything about Airbnb. I just was like, oh boy, that we found a, uh, a cabin that was gorgeous and it was, um, right near my wife's grandparents. So it'd be awesome to stay there with the kids and all this. And I'm like, you know what? Worst case scenario, like I can afford to, to pay for this, even if it doesn't take off on Airbnb. It's in the middle of nowhere, literally in the middle of nowhere in Northern Wisconsin. The nearest gas station is 15 miles. It's on a gravel road. So like this, we're talking middle of nowhere. However, this, we're not, when I say cabins, I'm not saying um, like a shanty that's built into a tree. Like this is a gorgeous home that has fiber internet. It has a jacuzzi tub. It has a double walk-in shower. It's got, you know, it's got, very nice amenities. Um, so uh, anyway, I didn't have to pay anything out of pocket. I had a little um, opportunity to um, use some leverage. And and by the way, no, I don't have $6 million cash laying around either. Um, but I just took a gamble. And uh, I've discovered a ton in the last three and a half years. Uh, and that one has been amazing. We are super hosts within six months. Uh, and it is booked every weekend throughout the year, even when it is 25 below zero here in Wisconsin, <laughs> it is booked every weekend. I kid you not. So we figured right. some things out, I guess. Yeah. I'll say the marketing side of it's probably where you're, I would assume you're really crushing it because I mean, there's, there's a million people out there who teach you how to acquire a home, right? And there's a thousand ways to do it, but you've, what, what really the differentiating factor I'm guessing is that you're bringing is like, here's how you actually guarantee that it stays full because that's the biggest problem with Airbnb. And I, I've been trying to get my family members. So my wife's family, for those of you who listen to the show, you know this, they're all very like engineer based. They're very smart people, but very risk averse. They'll even tell you that they're like, I have no interest in being in taking risks. And so, but they really want to get into real estate. So they're like, we're going to analyze every single deal to its perfection. And I'm just like, yeah, just throw money at it. Let's just see if it works. Right. And so I, <laughs> what I can tell you though, is like, 
the the big difference that would even make them feel confident would be well, how do you make sure that it's actually stays full? So that would be like my big question to you, Dana, is like how Absolutely. how are people? So there's a few different ways. So I will give you some free um, advice here if it's helpful for them. So yeah. there's a few ways that you can push rebuttal and squash those objections. So number one, I would start with, do you guys want to enjoy free family vacations? Because that's way more important than any numbers that they're right. So worst case scenario, like we said, we get to enjoy it and we can afford to fail on it. That's fine. Yeah. Um, second thing, um, I would make sure that, so it's not just the cash flow. That's the thing. Arbitrage, it's all about the cash flow. So everybody kind of focuses on that. It what we do in my 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 process that I've created is I'm I'm finding a good deal. So I'm not buying something that's overpriced. So I find a good deal and there are lots of good deals in this market. I just bought a cab in my last cab and I bought last um, fall and it appreciated by over $125,000 um, wow. in less than a year. So there are good deals out there. There's certain yeah. reasons for that in which I share with you guys um, uh, more intimately um, inside some of the stuff I'm doing. But uh, the other thing is the asset, this is really critical. The asset that we're building, we're buying something that we can you know, kind of fix up and find an opportunity to raise the value of it and raise the marketability of it to resell it. So if we had to, let's say, you know, as a plan B for the analytical, um, really smart, smarter than me folks, but worst case scenario, We'll be able to sell it in a year and we'll probably make money on it, even if it doesn't rent out. Because you can out, here's what's really cool about it. I like to find opportunities. Like my very first house in college, it was a single family home on a foreclosure. I converted it to a duplex because one of my roommates, I couldn't, they were too loud. I had to like separate us. So I converted it to a legal duplex and it instantly was worth 25% more because I did that. Wow. Right. So we're finding same thing. I just bought our cabin on the lake. I, turned it into an Airbnb. So now we've got multiple buyers, types of buyers to go and sell it. We can sell it to the investor when we've got the tax returns and the paperwork and the permits, et cetera. It's an Airbnb. So now we're not only factoring the real estate, the cabin, but also the revenue of the Airbnb into an investor to buy it. Okay, worst case scenario, it doesn't do well in Airbnb. Well, it's still a really nice cabin that some wealthy family that doesn't care about airbnb it would love to own. So that's kind of your insurance policy is the real estate. So in other words, I'm sorry to get on a tangent here. No, that's you, can, awesome. you can grow a business all you want and it can be worth something to sell. But if it fails, it's worth zero, zero times zero, zero. You can try this Airbnb stuff and you can buy the asset and you can make it nice and marketable. And if it doesn't rent, that's okay because you still have real estate that you can sell and get your money back out of, right? So, good. so I don't even know if I answered your question. Yeah, you did. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, that's actually such an interesting point because- it's it's eliminating the risk by saying, well, worst case scenario, we can sell it for at least what we bought it for, right? And you know, you're out a little bit of money, but you're like, hey, just making it an Airbnb increases the value, increases who'd be willing to buy it. That's actually a really interesting point. I never even considered that um, because yeah. it becomes a cash, it's a cash flowing asset to a lot of them. There's you know, so much upside, right? Well, you you and I talked about you know like hedge funds and and. REITs and all this other stuff. Like all these people are, are putting together these funds and you know what they look for is it's not for huge gains. They look for cash preservation tactics. So they're like, Hey, can I buy a cabin? That's got enough cash flow to at least mostly break even if they have a slight loss, it's fine. And they'll buy up hundreds of those properties versus, Oh, we have to come in and rebuild these properties into an Airbnb, get them listed, get all this other stuff. 
that's freaking brilliant, man. Makes me want to just that's buy houses, put them into Airbnbs, and just resell them just for that increase. I think that'd be really interesting. Or just worst case scenario, you, you hold it and it pays for itself. Right. <laughs> and you wait right. till the market goes crazy like it has. And yeah, you have so many different, man, I could rant, but you get it. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I hope everybody else is getting this too, because what's funny about this is it's really like an unsexy model. You know, a lot of people look at it like, oh, it's hugely cash intensive, but I think we've pretty much squashed that. There's a lot of ways to get into a cabin without having to spend a ton of money. Um, but, you know, we, we squashed the whole like, oh, well, what if it, you know, it, it, we've removed all of the fear around the, around the risk of it. And so I just wanted to ask you, like, I wish we could have a whole separate episode on this of like, how do we actually fill these cabins up? Right. But part but, two, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do a part two here. Um, but what I want you guys to understand, like those of you who are listening to this is like, this is a business opportunity that everybody should be taking advantage of. And so Dana, I wanted to ask you, like, when it comes to, you know, buying cabins, like you've very much so narrowed your audience down to buying cabins, not beachfront properties, not resorts, not condos. Like why, why a cabin over anything else? Is it because of the family vacation opportunity or, or what? That definitely is part of it. Uh, so it should be, that's another fallback plan, right? Like it should be something your family enjoys. So the cat word cabin can be kind of, it can be loose. You can go buy land. Why don't you go buy 10 acres of land? And if you guys like to camp on it, go camp on it. People put land on Airbnb too. Like, so it's really about what you want. Or if you like to go to a condo and you have an opportunity to buy one, go buy it. Right. So, so I guess it's less, it has to be a cabin per se. It's just, that's what my family has really liked and enjoyed. And this process can be used for, you know, variations of that. But um, the big thing too, I've found is there are, there is a massive market of human beings that want to escape the hustle and bustle of their life. And my, my, my wife's grandparents said, Dana, we don't understand it. We drive past your cabin and it's booked every weekend. We don't know where they're coming from or why they're coming. Um, and I kind of explained um, one time we have a, had a, a guest leave a note. They said our son was so, he had the best time of his life. He got to see a real life tractor. <laughs> and for us in Wisconsin, that's every day. They're a nuisance. Like they're yeah. in the way. Like right? Get off the road, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I but the, I <laughs> but yeah. See, exactly. And and so my my grandparents or the back my wife's grandparents finally got it one time. They said, "Hey, we went to the to the um, the city for uh, doctor appointment, and we looked over and we saw this huge high rise of apartments. They don't even have a yard." We're like. We yeah. get it now. That's who's coming to your cabin. It's like, yep, right. ding, ding, ding. So um, there's such an opportunity. You would you would look out in the woods and you would think, why would any? Why would we want to buy that? Like, what? It's not worth anything. There's an opportunity there. It's marketing. So yeah, yeah. That's oh man, so many good points. I, I have a buddy who um, he lives in a big city in a high rise. You know, living the, the the dream life of most people, right? Quote unquote. But he came out to my house, stayed with us, and he laid down in the grass and was like doing snow angels in the grass. He's like, I forgot how amazing grass is. <laughs> I was like, oh. it's true, man. Yeah. We don't yep. have a huge yard, but it's, it's a great, great uh, blessing to have that. A lot of people don't have that. So. Amen. And you get it, man. You, you, you get what you have where you live too. It sounds like yeah. we're pretty similar in that way. So that's awesome. Well, and I hope more people will start to do that. I, I think that's, what's cool about what you're encouraging is like, with all the people you're helping do this and helping people launch cabins. And by the way, guys, I will let you know where to go here in a second. Don't panic. 
we'll give you a link. Um, but you know, what, what you're really providing is an opportunity for people to escape from that, um, from that hustle and bustle. You know, I get people who make fun of me all the time because we live in Idaho Falls. It's not even Boise. We don't have an, an international airport. We're like small town. I've and, flown in uh, there before. Yep. Oh, really? Idaho Falls. That's actually yep. very surprising. Nobody ever has, but, um, it's a beautiful <laughs> city, but a lot of people look at that and they're like, oh, but you're not around and all this busyness, you know, and I've even found for myself though, that, um, well, with all the traveling I still have to do, I love being able to just go escape to our cabin. We're literally going this weekend. I'll be leaving Friday night to spend the whole weekend there again. And I'll go out and fish. We'll go four-wheeling, do all this stuff. And I, I forget sometimes that most people, like 95% plus of people don't ever get that opportunity in their lives, right? So it's really cool. You can provide that as an opportunity for people. So, I mean, it's a win, win, win for everybody. You know, you're getting a win for the property. You're getting the win as the person who's coaching people, but they're also getting the win as the, as the consumer. It's, it's a cool model, man. I'm, Amen. I'm impressed and jealous. And that like, we get so much, there's so much satisfaction too. Even if you're not a very like people person that you have to host people, like I get, we get people like we get couples that spend their honeymoon at our cabins. Wow. Like how cool is that? Right. So yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. That's, that's pretty sweet. Just make sure you change the sheets afterwards. Um, <laughs> yeah, should, I, should I say that on, on air? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's an extra charge for that. <laughs> yeah, like we buy new sheets after honeymoon. Too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, amazing. So guys, I, um, I want to just give everybody just a call to action on that awkward note. Uh, make sure you guys go and check out cabinsecrets.com. Um, Dana's put together a really incredible program. It's very, very cost effective. I'm not going to tell you the price because I like to let them price drop. But uh, if you're the type of person who's like, well, I've, I've always wanted to do this, but I, I'm still not ready yet. I can't make the down payment. I can't do these things. But I highly recommend you go and invest in Dana's program. This is a program that's going to be for any person, even if you don't have any wealth accrued at this point, it's a great way for you to get in, get involved. And he has a program in there, guys. I honestly can't believe you're charging this little man, but I'm just going to say it. It's a very, very low price, but very, very low price to literally get one-on-one -on -one coaching with him to help you get into these first properties and get that, get them cash flow, which is super, super cool. So once again, guys, it's cabinsecrets.com. And Dana, I appreciate you, man. That was an awesome episode. I hope people got a lot of value out of it. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you so much. You bet. Okay.